0: Alright, so we are doing Canto 10, Part 1. This is Chapter 7. We are continuing with the chapter, The Killing of the Demon Trinavata. Now, we had done till Text 10, that is, I will repeat it. The assembled cowherd men and ladies began to contemplate how the things had happened. It is work of some demon or evil planet, they said, they asked. At that time, the small children present asserted that the cart has been kicked aside by a baby Krishna. As soon as the crying baby had kicked the cart's wheel, the cart had collapsed. There was no doubt about it. So, there are the gopas and the gopis all over the place and there is a great ceremony happening and suddenly out of the blue this demon called Trinavarta has come over there. Now we are going to understand what Trinavarta is supposed to be doing. Now last time I had told you that we will continue from where we stopped because it started raining and all that. So we will continue to, uh, verse 11. I think the tenth one is uh, the assembled gopas and the gopis unaware that Krishna is always unlimited could not believe that baby Krishna had such inconceivable power. They could not believe the statement of the children and therefore they neglected their statement as being childish talk. The uh, Krishna's world is all full of magic whereas the magic is not visible in this material world visible in the sense if you actually look at Krishna he will appear like a normal person there is no magic there he will appear like a child and helpless to the core so how did this happen? but there are very few people in this world who have the idea that Krishna is not like that So let us see from there onwards what happens. So this is text 11. Thinking that some bad planet had attacked Krishna, Mother Yashoda picked up the crying child and allowed him to suck her best. There she called for experienced Brahmanas to chant Vedic hymns and perform auspicious ritual ceremonies. So the mother is a little bit afraid. So what she does, she thinks, you know, normally when in our material world, how we look at it, if something bad happens, it is because of The demons. Something bad happens it is because of the demons, whereas something good happens it is because of the gods. We always take it at that. But is that the truth? The truth is never like that. The truth is you are made to believe like that, that there is an evil power somewhere. And the evil power is responsible for doing something bad or wrong in this world. Now wrong according to whom? Who is the person who has the judgment that it is wrong or right? It is human beings have this judgment, you know, what we think, oh, this is wrong and this is right. So when there is something wrong, we believe the demons have done it. So the mother Yashoda is calling the brahmana so that they can rectify the problems. Even in our world we do that. You know, when you have a problem, you go to all these panditjis, pujaris, temples and all these kind of places. You go to hocus pocus people, people who do magic in the world, you know. You know, tantris and all those kind of things. You understand? What? Those who do tantra, a mantra, jantra. We go to all these kind of fancy people and pay them big amount of money and want to get out of these problems. So, even in ancient times, you will find that people believed in all that. Today also people believe in it. Not that they don't. So you will find that these kind of a wrong belief systems are there. So after the song south cowherd men assembled the pots and paraphernalia on the handcart and set it up as before the brahmanas performed a ritualistic ceremony with fire sacrifice to appease the bad planet and then with rice grains kusa water and curd they worship the supreme lord bad planet you know what bad planet means planetary influences we say if something goes wrong again you know the stars are against me you see the daily newspaper also I'll read, oh Aries, okay, Pisces, okay, this is there. Taurus, this is a problem, okay, in my life this is a problem. Why? So let me find out from some magical person and think about it, what is wrong with me? So the person says, okay, all these kind of things they say. So you wonder, you know, yeah, that is the truth, maybe you know, I'm having problems in my life tell me, I I sincerely want to ask you do you think you don't have problems every day? you have problems every single day boss does it mean to say that there is something desperately wrong in this world? no, you are only quantifying the problems you are only saying that they are bigger you have a cold you think the problem is bigger if you have a mother-in-law sitting on top of your head and you have a cold then the problem is going to be still bigger, Okay, understand this Okay, your girlfriend has given you a ditch today and you are you are having a, a sneezing attack or something like that and you think, oh my God, that's because, you know, all these problems are too big. I don't know what to do, right? So we keep on blaming other people and other these planets for something which a very common thing is, a, you can handle it, you can solve it. You know, it is it's a very great thing that people think that, you know, all these great things can be solved by some great person. But you are a great person, you can solve your problems, you are capable of doing it. So why not do it? But just like these wrong belief systems are there, so you call all the Panditji's, Pujari's, this one, that one, go to all the holy places and okay, I don't know what all people do. Okay, say people have Sarpadosh and they will go to some place, I don't know why they go to that place. If there is a Sarpadosh, why not go to the hospital sir? Easiest method, go there. If your brain is not in place, go to a psychiatrist. Right? Your hajma is not in place, go to a doctor. Right? If your tap is not working, go to the plumber. No. But human beings want to pray to God. Plumber beje ga upar se ho. Plumber nahi bejta hai, baghwan. Ah, Kutku Jake Lana Karnega ka phone or Lekya Yafi Jake Uska pair Padna Padega. Savere sir, please, sir. One tap is broken, sir, and he is going to give you one big answer why he cannot come. So you have to convince him to come. So it's the same thing. Don't don't believe in all these things, it's not important. But we will come to it when it comes, like you know, when Brahmanas are free from envy, untruthfulness, unnecessary pride, grudges. Disturbances of the opulence of others and false prestige. The blessings will never go in vain. Considering this, Nandamara soberly took Krishna in his lap and invited such truthful Brahmanas to perform a ritualistic ceremony according to the holy hymns of the Samved, Rig Veda and Yajur Veda. Then while the hymns were being chanted, he bathed the child with water mixed with pure herbs and after performing a fire ceremony, he sumptuously fed all the Brahmanas with first class grains and other foods. See, Brahmanas... We have heard of Brahmanas, those who come to say prayers in our house. How they should be? They should be free from envy. Brahma, those who are the brahmanyani they should be free from envy. Never envy another person. Okay. You know, one of the greatest stories is about you know, one of the greatest sages is, you know, the father of Santanyaneshwar or Santanyaneshwar himself I can tell you Santanyaneshwar's story Santanyaneshwar was a great sage an avatar of Sri Krishna now he there were various other children also now all these children who were there they were very small and because their father and mother because they did not have any money left and committed suicide. They were Brahmins. And it was very terrible on the family. The small children were there. So everybody used to call these children as as you know bad people. Because of that this kind of a wrong thing happened. First what happened was some something quite, dif- quite different. When the children were very small the parents left and went to the Himalayas they wanted to take what you call that as a sannyasa. Now you don't take sannyasa and come back. Correct? But when the father of Nyaneshwar went to the Himalayas, his guru where where he was found, the moment he found out that he has got five children, he told him this is not a done thing. You have to go back to that place and go and take care of them. So now as a sannyasi he had gone and when he comes back, the whole society is against him. You understand this point? You see, if you take sannyasa, if you go in the world of spiritual, and then when you go back into the material, everybody shuns you. Everybody, the whole world shuns you. So the husband and wife, they cannot take it anymore. So they commit suicide. In the Chandrabhaga river, there is a river over there. They commit suicide. Now the small children are left behind. Now, they don't know how to take care of themselves. Okay? So, they used to sing songs and try to gather some money. They used to go and try to say some prayers, you know, in people's houses. Once upon a time, they don't have any money left. And there is very little food in the house. What we say as, you know, floor, gram floor, floor not ground floor, floor. Now since the floor is very little, they don't know how to cook it because there is no fire, there is no hearth, hearth, a place where you cook, you know. So there is no firewood. So what happens is, these children, the girl, the girl who is taking care of, she is the youngest actually, but she's taking care of the entire family, she goes out and she tells can I have some money so that I can buy these logs of wood, so that I can cook? But everybody, you know, they say, Oh, you are from a horrible family. You are a person who is as an outcast, you know. You are not fit enough to be a Brahmin. And then they shoo her away. She comes back crying to her brother. That is Sri Krishna himself. And when she comes crying to her brother, her brother says don't worry I am very angry just now I don't like this kind of a thing being treated to me you know the world is treating me like this so what he does he bends backwards like this you know bends down hmm? touching his feet so his back is straight and then he tells her you do those bhakris and Put them on, on, on my back and they will become crisp. You understand what I am saying? His anger, his agony that is there is so strong that he can cook meal on his back. That is the power of a true Brahmin. You should know this. A one who is a knower of Brahma has got tremendous amount of powers. They can do anything in this world. But when it is tainted, when these things are tainted by envy, you are envying somebody else. Oh, this fellow is getting so much. I am getting so much. Untruthfulness. There is untruthfulness in this world where the person is not truthful. You see, untruthfulness is a very strange word. Why is it a strange word? You know why? Because truthfulness is a material worldly word. Are you truthful? Or are you untruthful? Nobody has this idea. It is as per your yardstick. It's a very strange word, you know. There are certain things in this world which are called the material worldly truths and there are certain things in this world which are spiritual truths. In the spiritual world, there are no truths or falsehood. Then what is spiritual truth? Spiritual truth is the ultimate knowledge. That is called the spiritual truth. Anything and everything in this world which is the spiritual knowledge is the spiritual truth. And everything in this material world is the worldly falsehood. The worldly... Whatever is worldly in this world, you know, whatever. You may see something. It's fake. It's wrong. You may come across a situation in your life that is fake and wrong. All right, so that is the reason why the untruthfulness is a word. It's a very strange word. Unnecessary pride. You should never have a pride. I am this or I am that. Never have any kind of a pride. A strange, you know. Yesterday we visited Ranganathaswamy Temple in Sri Lanka, Patna. Uh, can you mute your mic, please? Sri Lanka, Patna. We visited the temple and over there there is a very healthy competition between all the Panditji's over there. Very strange. Again, what is this pride? I had a person come from the temple long ago to do a small puja in my house. Okay? That person told me that I am going to do this Oma, that Oma, that Oma, that Oma, that Oma. I said, very well. You want to do it, you do it. I was told that, you know, after this you will get pots of money, there will be so much of money falling from the skies and all that. I am still waiting when that tap is going to open. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It never happens. You know why? Because it's not truthful. Nothing is truthful in that. You cannot go and promise somebody a child by doing some sort of a puja. Or you cannot promise a person, you know, things falling from the heavens because you have done some sort of a... I don't know what all pujas that are there. It's not right. So, this person was uh, one of my friends, very close friend, you know, like known person. And uh, that has never happened at that time i realized how this unnecessary pride comes into play i am the priest of a great temple you should know that oh that means your vasila is very strong you know vasila means what vasila means you know butter butter polson butter butter you give, given amul butter your direct connectivity with god you are directly in connection you can go and whisper in his ear by the way Ranganatha Swami, you can go and talk to him in his ear. You think Ranganatha Swami is going to listen to people like him or what? <laughs> Ranganatha Swami is always in his nidra, you know that, no? In yoga nidra, he doesn't listen to all these things. He listens only to the true words. So, grudges, if you have grudges against anybody, like I have a grudge against somebody, I'm going to show that guy, I'm going to show that guy, oh, I'm going to show that guy, What do you mean by I am going to show that guy? You cannot show anybody. No Brahmana is supposed to have. Brahmana doesn't mean a person who is wearing a janevu and all that. Uh, Please don't don't mistake that person as a Brahmana. A Brahmana is a knower of truth. A spiritual person, a spiritually qualified person is called a Brahmana. If he has any of these qualities. Envy, untruthfulness, unnecessary pride or grudges, any kind of grudges that you hold. Disturbances by the opulence of others. If you see someone else wearing grand clothes or wearing very a lot of ornaments, we should never have that kind of a thing, you know. Oh, he's having this, he's having that. No, don't say that. I mean, I showed uh, these young boys over here how many gold chains and things were there that Panditji was having, you know. <laughs> so thick gold chains. I said, This fellow must be the Panditji of the temple because you can see so much of gold on him. Yeah. And they are are the only people who can carry it off. Today, poor people in this world don't don't even have a pittalga. Okay. So, and false prestige. False prestige, I am the priest of this temple. I am that from there. Who, Who are you? You are nobody. And blessings never go in vain. But this is the thing. If these kind of people bless, then it's gone in vain. But if these people who are truthful who are non-egoistic and if they if they bless somebody then that has got the highest blessing is there of that person so we will move on to the next one so the father was very much pleased that these people were very nice guys and they blessed his child now you think about it they are blessing sri krishna <laughs> you can't bless god the so bless you god bless bless God God bol rahe hai, bless you <laughs> how funny can that be Nanda Maharaj for the sake of affluence of his own son Krishna gave the Brahmanas cow, cows fully decorated with garments gal, uh, flower garlands and gold necklaces these cows fully qualified to give ample milk were given to the Brahmanas in charity and the Brahmanas accepted them and bestowed blessings upon the whole family and especially upon Krishna they all blessed Krishna also the brahmanas who were completely expert in chanting the Vedic hymns were all yogis fully equipped with mystic powers. Whatever blessing they spoke were certainly never fruitless. So great great brahmanas, I wish we had one of them today. We will all go over here, trooping to him, to get our blessings from no? him. One day a year after Krishna's appearance, Mother Yashoda was patting her son on her lap. But suddenly she felt the child to be heavier than the mountain peak. And she could no longer bear his weight. Willing the child to be heavy as an entire universe and therefore being anxious, thinking that perhaps the child was being attacked by some other ghost or demon, the astonished mother Yashoda put the child down on the ground and began to think of Narayana. foreseeing disturbance, she called for the Brahmanas to counteract this heaviness and then she engaged in other household affairs. She had no alternative but to remember the lotus feet of Narayana for she could not understand that Krishna was the original source of everything. This is one thing which we should know, you know. Krishna is the source of everything. Think about it. Whether there is that little bit of ill will, whether there is that little bit of unhappiness, whether that is little bit of happiness or for that matter the greatest of the happiness or whatever that is happening, he is actually the source of it. If it is a source, it is like Gomukh. You know Gomukh is a place from where Ganga starts by the way. Is Gomukh available in the end where it flows off into the Indian Ocean? No. It's only the beginning, and it is not the Gomukh which is the starting, it is the glacier which is melting, by the way. It's a glacier. The glacier is melting and it passes through this hole, this particular place called the Gomukh. When it is mentioned, you know, that Krishna is the source of everything. It's not that he is standing over there with some power coming from his hand like they show in the movies. Dang like that and something coming out. Nothing like that happens by the way. Don't even think about it. Okay? In his world everything happens by the will of the Lord which means the entire creation is happening because of Prakriti not because of him. It is not because of him that it is happening. It is happening because Prakriti is doing everything she is listening to his words and does everything you understand what I am saying so prakriti does everything the mother is a little bit afraid that the son is something is pulling so she keeps him on the ground and naturally she prays to Narayana Narayana is the highest god prayed by these walas. alright not knowing that Narayana is there in her lap (laughs) one avatar is there in her lap nobody knows that So, while the child was sitting on the ground, a demon named Trinavata, who was a servant of Kamsa, came there as a whirlwind. As Kamsa's instigation and very easily carried the child into the air, covering the whole land of Gokula with the particles of dust, that demon acting as a strong whirlwind covered everyone's vision and began vibrating everywhere with a greatly fearful sound. Now I will tell you the story in a different format, slowly. For a moment, the whole pasturing ground was overcast with dense darkness from the dust storm and Mother Yashoda was unable to find her son when she had placed him. Because of the bits of sand thrown about by Trinavarta, people could not see themselves or anyone else and thus they were illusioned and disturbed. Because of the dust storm stirred up by the strong whirlwinds, mother Yashoda could find no trace of her son nor could she understand why that she fell down on the ground like a cow who had lost her cow and began to lament very pitifully. Now at that point in time, Trinavarta comes and he carries the child very high with him. Then what happens? When the force of the dust storm and the wind subsided, Yashoda's friend and other gopis approached mother Yashoda hearing her pitiful crying. Not seeing Krishna present, they too felt very much aggrieved and joined Mother Yashoda in crying their eyes full of tears. Having assumed the form of a forceful whirlwind, the demon Trinavarta took Krishna very high in the sky. But when Krishna became heavier than the demon, the demon had to stop his force and could no, go no further. Because of Krishna's weight, Trinavarta considered him to be like a great mountain or a hunk of iron. But because Krishna had caught the demon's neck, the demon was unable to throw him off. He therefore thought of the child as wonderful since he could neither bear the child nor cast aside the burden. When Krishna grasping him by the throat, Trinavarta choked, unable to make even a sound or even to move his hands and legs, his eyes popping out, the demon lost his life and fell along with the little boy down to the grounds of Raja. So what happens? The demon has carried him very high. So he chokes the demon. He is a small child, remember that. He is a small child and this demon must be very massive. While the gopis who had gathered were crying for Krishna, the demon fell from the sky onto the big slab of stone. The limbs dislocated and as if he had been pierced by the arrow of Lord Shiva like Tripurasura. The gopis immediately picked Krishna up from the chest of the demon and delivered him free from all inauspiciousness to Mother Yashoda because the child, although taken into the sky by the demon, was unhurt and now free from all danger and misfortune. The gopis and cowherd men headed by Nanda Maharaj were extremely happy. It's more astonishing that although this innocent child was taken away by the Rakshasa to be eaten, he had returned without having been killed or even injured. Because this demon was envious, cruel and sinful, he had been killed by his own sinful activities. This is the law of nature. An innocent devotee is always protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And a sinful person is always vanquished from his sinful life. So, these are very important words which will tell you, you know, it's we all think that we are doing something nice in this world. Those who are doing some good activities. Remember, the Lord is with you, no doubt about it. Definitely the Lord is with you. But it does not mean that you have envy, greed, pride or whatever that is. So don't ever show that thing. If you show that thing, you are no different than the person who is an evil person. Think about it like this, you know. Somebody in this world is donating a couple of million dollars. And that person keeps on taking the name. I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. How does that sound? very bad, isn't it? and there is another person who doesn't do at all and he's not even interested in it he's not interested in even telling the world what is wrong or what is right such a person is undisturbed but there is another person who wants to rob money from the people who, who are given you know what they do when there is an aid, AID given to this kind of people They want to rob that (coughs) aid. Aren't there many people in this world who do that? There are. You will find that if uh, five crores are sanctioned for making a road, I think hardly half of it goes to the real person. That means the one who is supposed to actually make the road. The rest of it goes into the pocket of the corrupt people. That is not a done thing. So here it is important to understand that if there is a sinful person, the Lord will take care of him. The Supreme Divine Consciousness doesn't have to ask anybody's permission to do good or do bad. It does on its own, in its own sweet time and not at a particular time that you may think of. So always remember this. All these activities that happen in this material world are ruled by the Divine Lord. And everything happens in good time. Now when is the good time is something you cannot even understand. Think about it this way. Didn't Krishna know that Trinavarka was coming? He knew. He could have stopped him right there in that place, isn't it? Wasn't Krishna aware that the entire Mahabharata will happen? He knew. He could have stopped it, no, right in the beginning. Yes or no? Understand this. It's very important. He can stop it if he wants to. But why would he stop? Why would the Lord want to stop? This was a question asked. I will answer this question for you all. Please understand this. There is on one side the goodness and there is on the other side the bad thing. Why would Krishna want to wait To kill Shushupal. It was important because the hundred sins were necessary. You understand this? The the complete destiny is very very important. Right? If you think that I am talking nonsense let me tell you something. If a person has not threatened you, if a person has not beaten you, can you file a complaint against him? He is only thought in his mind, I want to kill you. No. You cannot file a complaint based on only intent. You understand? Okay? Now, If the person says, he says, I am going to kill you, you have the right to go and complain. But you can only complain if you are not murdered, no? (laughs) So, understand this. So, that means, that is a complaint which you can lodge. Right? And if you are killed, then there is no choice, sir, you are already dead but if you if you are caused bodily harm a harm which is caused to you with an intention of murder yes you can definitely go and sue the person and the person can go to jail for 14 years this is the law okay so one is a threat which any person if it does it either written or verbal you can file a complaint or the second one is person who actually beats you or touches you. That's the second type. And they come under various sections. So, But if just by intent, but just by thinking about it, you can't do anything. Can you say, this fellow wants to kill me. He's thinking like this. So should I go and file a complaint? Can I do that? <coughs> I cannot do that. I'm not allowed. Okay? so because in the court of law you cannot prove it so likewise in the material world the lord waits for the time till the karma is completed you get the point the lord is not going to take any action till the karma is not completed why is this so the question is why the choice is in the hand of that person whether he wants to do it or not do it this was asked to me today what is the difference between these two kind of people so i'm going to answer that for you all so ram Ji, i had gone to ram Ji's house today in that he asked me the question he said that you know i do not get a chance to come is it important that I have to come or is it important that I have to be with you? That was the question. He says, I mentally prepared, pray to you, I mentally am with you. You know that, I know that. So what was the answer? The answer was, there are three kinds of karma. I am starting with the answer. First is the one which you are having which is called prarabdha karma which is current karma which is happening. Okay? You are leading that life where you are going to dissipate that karma. That means there is something that will happen and you are going to dissipate it by going through the process. Right? Now when you are going through the process the karma happens and you dissipate it. Alright? If you are not in connect with the guru then this karma dissipation doesn't happen in a very natural way, in a very in a soft manner. It happens in the way it is supposed to happen based on your mind. Because you are not you are thinking about it. You are going to think about something. And that thinking will cause the karma to happen, and the impact is going to be more. I'll give you one example after I finish this first line but if the guru is there with you then the impact is going to be far less the prarabdha karma will take its toll by the way but it is not going to impact the person let us say you are going to fall down Okay, you are going to you are driving home on a bike and you meet with an accident that is prarabdha karma it is planned that that is the karma alright now you are on your own Or you are, you know, from the first floor you are falling down. One of the two is happening. Your mind has come into play, isn't it? When you are on your own, your mind is at play. Oh my God, should I take left? Should I take right? Should I take left? Should I take right? You know, that kind of a thinking goes on. And then you say, oh my God, my brakes are not working properly. My lights are not on. This is not happening. The signal has become red. The person is coming from behind. What am I going to do? You know, all these thoughts are there simultaneously at that point in time. The impact is very high, or you fall down from the first floor. Either you break your bones, or you crack your skull or something happens. Or when you are having that bike accident, your accident is very severe. The karma stated that you are going to meet with an accident. It is not stating how severe it is going to be. That is not stated. It is depending on how much you use your mind. Now when the Guru is around, when you are completely surrendered to the Guru, what happens to that karma is, the Guru catches you and he drops you to the ground. That time you only end up with a scratch. When your bike is skidding or when your bike is falling down, he will ensure that you do not meet with a serious accident. The impact could be on the bike itself, not on you. So this is where Prarabdha Karma is concerned. So being with the Guru, this is a difference which happens. Secondly, second is called the Agami Karma. Aga means, means futuristic. When you are under the guidance of the Guru, the Agami Karma is directly controlled by the Guru. He is guiding you on the path. He keeps on telling you. You know how it does? Now let us say you are doing something, all right, and you are going to burn somebody. You are, you are, see, you are lighting a, a you know, full jadi, you know, full jadi, cracker, firecracker. You know, when you throw like this, what happens? if you know, we Indians, we are used to throwing things all over the town. We spit wherever we want to. We throw katra wherever we want to. We don't even care a damn. So. You know when you when you do the full jetty like this, like this, like this and then you throw it like this. You want to see it go and create a nice arch in the air. So it falls down somewhere. So what does a guru do is, if you throw it like this, it's going to fall on somebody's head or maybe burn somebody up. The guru ensures that you don't do it like that. He ensures that you keep it aside and it is not burning somebody. It's just a very stupid example but just to give you an idea. So agami karma which is bound to happen, he is is not allowing it to happen, he is curbing it, he makes it small and he does, lets it dissipate away. So by his teachings, remember this, the guru's teachings always comes in handy when there is something wrong happening. So he takes care and ensures that you do not perform any agami karma. So, he controls the actions. So, you're, when you are constantly in association with the, with the Guru, you don't end up doing too many Agami karmas. Agami karma, if it is committed, it goes into something which is called the third kind of karma, which is accumulated big thela, <laughs> go down of karma. And that is called Sanchit karma. Sanchit is. Accumulated, It's too much of karma is accumulated over there. When you are constantly in company with the Guru, he keeps on teaching you and enlightening you, enlightening you, enlightening you on a continuous basis. Thereby the entire Sanchit is taken up by him and he dissipates it slowly, slowly, slowly. So by the end of the life, in case you have become realized, you have nothing left in your world to actually do. You don't neither have Agami nor you have Sanchit, nor is there a Prarabh the karma because Prarabh the karma has literally come to an end. That is when you reach the state of enlightenment. This is how the whole system works. So it is important to be in the company of the Guru constantly. So when Ji asked me this question, I answered in this way that it is important to be in the company, be it even five minutes or ten minutes, does not matter. You understand that recharge is important, little recharge is important. Otherwise what happens in our world, only when there are satsangs like this, people will line, line up over there and say, okay I want to listen. But that is public hearing. Public hearing is not one on one. There is neither, uh, you know, a dissipation of knowledge happening, it's a general knowledge. How much can you get from general knowledge? Very little. But when it is one on one, there is a lot of knowledge that is transferred to the every human being. So I, I, you know, this was the answer which I gave um, Ji. I told him it is important. Today you have so many means, you know. You have WhatsApp, you have a Viber, you have Emo, you have FaceTime, you have, you know, Facebook, you can call up, you can do normal calls, you can send so many messages. There are so many methods. There is Google Hangout, there is Google Plus. We have so many things. And we have it right in our phone. Is it difficult to send one small message on this? at least you by thinking about the message you are constantly in connection with that person, the guru and then he can take charge of everything that is there in your life then the last part of it the last part of it is the most difficult part by the way that is called tendencies to get rid of the tendencies so how does a person get rid of the tendencies? Laziness, anger, greed, this kind, these are basic tendencies that we are born with. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. That is the tendency which a person has. If a person doesn't get it, the person has a constant need, I want. Then there are those people who feel so lazy that they don't even want to get up. Whether it is afternoon or morning, They'll say 5 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 1 hour, 2 hour. Today is Saturday, tomorrow is Sunday. I will sleep for another 2 hours, 3 hours. Okay? That's what you want to do, that's your tendency. So the Guru, what does he do? He trains you into getting rid of your tendencies, at least hiding them. He ensures that tendencies are hidden. And that is the most important part. The Guru plays in your life, that's why the preceptor is important. Or you are on your own. So what happens to those people who go away? This was also the question asked. Those who go away are on their own fuel. Okay? you know that International Space Station? Refueling has to be done constantly. If I don't do refueling, what will those astronauts do over there in space? So refueling is important. So, to get over these kind of things, refueling is important. You have to be constantly in company. You cannot one day come and next day, next year come, next year. You know, after 365 days turn up. Oh Guruji, thank you very much, happy new year, or whatever, you know. You can't do that. You can't say, Guru Purnima, this eh, keli ekarna. I'm sorry, you can't do that kind of a thing. It's not like, uh, you know, you take a full year recharge and go away. Which company gives you full year recharge? No company wants to give you. So you think Guru is going to give you a full year recharge? Sorry boss, no recharge. No one day also. (laughs) Okay, coming back to the story. So, so these are the questions which were raised and I have answered them. I hope you understand. If you don't, you can write to me or you can ask me later. It is most astonishing that although the innocent child was taken away by the Rakshasas, to be eaten, he has returned without having been killed or even injured. Because this demon was envious, cruel and sinful, he had been killed by his own sinful activities. This is the law of nature. The law of nature is very clear. The law of nature is not the law of God, the way you think about it. okay? God is not writing the law every day. It's your karma. It's that which is written in the holy books it's already written, it's already kept over there, you have to do your do's and don'ts, follow the do's and don'ts in this world God is not sitting on top of your head looking at oh this you are doing, oh this you are not doing he's not interested in doing, already the law is written, you see when you embed it in the chip in the design already correct, or in the software Okay. the answers are going to be the same no? which is embedded over there or no Oh you think every time you require a programmer to do all that. Now what is the point? You know like I used to think you know there were small people sitting inside the radio. Imagine you a small programmer sitting inside the chip. How funny that would be. No they are already embedded it in the chip. It is going to take its action. So you better follow those actions. Likewise God has already written the laws once upon a time. You have to follow them and you have to just keep on doing them accordingly. All right? So, an innocent devotee is always protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and a sinful person is always vanquished by the sinful life. Nanda Maharaj and others said, we must previously have performed austerities for a very long time, worshipped by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, perform pious activities for public life, Constructing public roads and wells and also giving charity as a result of which this boy, although faced with death death, has returned to give happiness to his relatives. Now we all love to take you know credit for everything that happens in our world. We are we are so nice in our Mary I did this, I did this. Right? Or wrong? Okay. Now think about it. We all love to praise our own self. Likewise, Nanda Maharaj is also saying, you know, we must have done some prayers or something like that. We must have given something in charity. Everybody over here must have done something or the other good. That is why this boy got saved. Think. Can you save Krishna like that? No. He come with his own destiny. He can create destiny. Why, do, why would he bother? But understand Krishna's ways Krishna is always devoted to his devotees so he goes even in the worst case scenario whereas remember the case of Sudama he will welcome him he knows what Sudama has done yet he welcomes Sudama and gives him what is necessary because in the large domain there is no enmity there is nothing like that he just waits for that person. If there is a bad person, he will wait for that person to complete his karma. He doesn't take preemptive, preemptive action. You know, preemptive means before anything has happened, he is not going to take action. So never tell God, you know, ki, why are you not taking action? You should have killed that fellow. Sorry, boss, he is not going to do that. Till the sin is not done, action is not going to be taken. Till the karmas are not complete. There could be hundred. He will wait for the hundredth one to happen. Then he will take action. Till that time, no action will be taken. But it will all be counted. It is there, embedded in that system. Remember, the embedding happens. Whereas even the question of Valmiki was concerned. If you remember Valmiki's story, Narada goes to Valmiki and Valmiki is about to kill him. He says, see, you have committed hundred sins. Your ghada is full. Ghada means a pot of hundred sins is full. If you do one more, then you are finished. Go and ask your wife this question. Is she willing to participate in this karma of yours? And the wife says, no. You are feeding the family and you are feeding me. You are doing your duty, that's not my problem. So, Valmiki then comes and meets his guru and says, I am very sorry for what has happened. And he takes the entire blame and sits in meditation for tens of thousands of years till the time he becomes perfect. 99 sins. Right? So that is how it is. (coughs) Having seen all these incidents in Brahadvana, Nanda Maharaj became more and more astonished and he remembered the words spoken to him by Vasudev at Mathura. So, Nanda Maharaj comes to know the words that were spoken by the Lord. One day, Mother Yashoda, having taken Krishna up and placed him on her lap, was feeding him milk from her breast with maternal affection. The milk was flowing from her breast and the child was drinking it. O King Parikshit, When the child Krishna was almost finished drinking his mother's milk and mother Yashoda was touching him and looking at his beautiful, brilliantly smiling face. The baby yawned and mother Yashoda saw in his mouth the whole sky, the higher planetary systems and the earth. The illuminators in all directions, the sun, the moon, the fire, the air, the seas, the islands, the mountains, rivers, forests and all kinds of living entities, moving and non-moving. So, it's a very beautiful scene where the mother is feeling the child and the mother thinks that this is such a small baby dependent on me and suddenly Krishna opens his mouth and shows the mother is a small child remember that he is a very tiny baby so he shows the mother the entire universe in his in his mouth when mother Yashoda saw the whole universe within the mouth of her child her heart began to throb and in astonishment she wanted to close her restless eyes so She gets to see the universe in the Lord's mouth. So we have come to the end of the chapter. (coughs) The next chapter is quite big. So we have, we will stop over here I think. So do you all have any questions? I know I have not asked you all whether you have any questions last so many months. So now do you all have any questions? We can stop the transmission. Okay. And I can take it just like that.